Today, we are going to take a look at another I am statement made by Jesus. He used a lot of examples and metaphors to describe himself, as we've come to know. However, more often than anything else, he called himself and was called by others a shepherd. Today, we are going to learn why, and we will also learn, as Christians and followers of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, we are a part of his flock and that he cares very much about you and me. It's no wonder that the image of the shepherd was so frequently used by Jesus Christ. For the image of a shepherd and his sheep was very much a part of Jesus' heritage and culture. Abraham, the father of the Jewish people, was the keeper of great flocks of sheep. Moses was called by God to be God's deliverer of the ancient Jewish people while living as a shepherd and tending the flocks of his father-in-law. And David, the great king of the Jewish nation, was a shepherd boy called from the field when God selected him for service. The imagery of the shepherd and his flock is deeply rooted in the history and tradition of the Jewish people. It is imprinted in the literature of the Israelites that Jesus had studied. As a good Jewish boy, Jesus would have learned the Hebrew scriptures, and there, among those writings, were example after example of God's love for God's people, often using the image of a shepherd and the sheep. Among the words Jesus would have known and treasured are the words from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. The picture of God as a shepherd who cares for the flock comes even more clearly into focus in the New Testament. In the Gospels according to Matthew and Luke, Jesus once told a story about a shepherd who had 100 sheep, but one of them became lost. In our way of thinking, a 99% return on investment is pretty good, but not for the shepherd. In Jesus' teachings, he told about what happened with respect to those sheep, and he said that the shepherd risked everything to find that one sheep. In another setting, when Jesus was speaking to the crowds who came to him, the Gospel writer Mark tells us that Jesus had compassion upon each and every one of the crowd because they were like a sheep without a shepherd. The image of the shepherd and the sheep repeatedly appears in the New Testament. In our reading for today, that David read, the same picture is held up in front of us. Jesus again taps into this imagery when he refers to himself as the gate for the sheep fold or pen, and as the one who leads the sheep to safety. Notice the image of leading sheep. It's not one that we may think about, because we usually see shepherds behind their flock, pushing them along with sheepdogs nipping at their heels. Instead, the sheep follow Jesus, because they know his voice, and they know they will be safe. With him. At the time of Jesus, sheep pens were out in the hills and away from any village. 
They were in an enclosure which on four sides would have rocks piled up to make the walls. The walls would then have a lot of branches that had big, thick thorns put on top of them. There would be a small opening, about five or six feet wide, where the sheep would enter at night. The shepherd would lie down in front of that opening and literally become the door for the sheep. Nothing could go in unless the shepherd allowed it. Nothing could go out unless the shepherd allowed it. So what is Jesus trying to teach us this morning? What is it about the true shepherd and the hired hand that he speaks about? Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lay down, lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd. The first thing we discover as we look at Jesus' words again is that we have a shepherd. We, you and I, have a shepherd who deeply cares for us, his sheep. In our scriptural reading for today, Jesus compares the two shepherds. Outwardly, they may seem the same. The skin of both is bronzed by the sun and weathered by the wind. They both wear a coat of sheep's wool to keep them warm at night. Both carry a shepherd's staff and a club. But only one is a genuine shepherd, and the other is not. One is a shepherd in his heart. The other is a shepherd for hire. On an ordinary day, you would never be able to tell them apart. But let trouble approach or let a pack of wolves appear, and the difference comes out. The hired hand is quickly out of there because it's only a job to him. He has no ownership of the sheep. But the real shepherd stays. The real shepherd asks everything, risks everything, to protect his sheep. The real shepherd lays down his life for them. I think that is precisely what Jesus is telling us today. I am the good shepherd because I lay down my life for the sheep. Now, this is good news. Here is God's word of grace for us today. Jesus says, I don't care how much trouble comes your way. The good shepherd will never leave you. I don't care how difficult times become. The good shepherd will never desert you. I don't care how helpless, how hopeless, how hapless your life may have become. The shepherd will never leave you and be at your side. He will not desert you in time of need. For the true shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Second, as we look at our text for today, we see more. Jesus says the true shepherd knows his sheep. Sir George Adam Smith, a well-known Scottish theologian, tells of touring the Holy Land many years ago. One day on his travels, he saw several different groups of sheep converging on a waterhole. Now there will be trouble, he thought. They'll all get mixed up. The shepherds aren't going to like this. But to his amazement, the shepherds gave it no thought. All the sheep came together and formed one big flock of sheep. They all looked alike, a big mass of brownish-white wool. What will they do, Smith thought? How will the shepherds ever separate them? To his amazement, when they had finished drinking, each shepherd gave out a cry. 
each let go his unique call, and almost by magic, the sheep divided into their original flocks and followed their shepherd. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. To me, this is a comforting thought, that through Jesus Christ, God knows me by name. Jesus knows my situation. He knows my worries and my cares. He knows my joys and my sorrows. Why? Because he is our caring shepherd. Isn't that what Jesus is telling us this morning? Isn't that what he means when he says, I am the gate for the sheep. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Third, Jesus continues to add meaning to the scripture. He says, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. So the question before us today is, do we listen? Do we listen to his voice? Do we know the voice of the shepherd? Are we receiving and understanding the good news about his ministry? Are we speaking to him in prayer? Now, I know there have been times in my own life when I haven't recognized the voice of Jesus, as I should have. There have been times when I've been too busy working on my litigation cases, too preoccupied with dealing with too many things at once, too centered on my own concerns and not those of others. And frankly, there have been times when I did not want to hear his voice because I figured he'd say something that I didn't really want to hear. For instance, once again, Moorhead, you've been a bad sheep. Maybe we're all like that. That's what Jesus says. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls them by name and he leads them out. Some people only know the sound of themselves, obtaining wealth and the material things that come with it. Others don't miss a word spoken by themselves, seeking power and recognition. Some people know only their own voices of discrimination, deception, and derogation. But do we know the voice of the shepherd? Jesus makes it very clear. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. This great word is a word of promise and a word of great blessing to us. We cannot know the voice of the shepherd if we do not listen on it. It it helps us to recognize the voice of Jesus if we do spend time in his house, this house, our neighborhood church. We can be sure of the good shepherd's presence if we live our lives in one of his flocks, our own congregation. If worshiping God through Jesus Christ is always just an option to us, just another activity in our busy schedule, If worship is something we do only when there is nothing else to do, we do not set aside time in our daily prayer and Bible reading. The voice of Jesus will always be the voice of a stranger. And the promise and blessing of the shepherd will be difficult to be heard. That's why Jesus' illustration of the gate is so significant and what it's all about. It is by following the true shepherd into the pastures of blessing that we truly find peace. 
It is by hearing his voice and following him that we go the right way. That's why Jesus says, all who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. And he also says, for the true shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Our Lenten sermon series, Journeying with Christ, is about to end. Easter is just around the corner. Isn't this what Easter is all about? It's a shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. A savior who dies for the sinner. In using this illustration, Jesus points out that the true nature of the cross is what he is describing. He reminds us this is no exchange between equals. A shepherd dies for the sheep. A person sacrifices his life for an animal. And a savior offers himself up for the world. This is what this scripture is all about. It is all about us entering into the gate, by the gatefold, and then coming out once again. And to receive the blessings that we naturally receive when we follow Christ. And Christ is our shepherd. So if we have not walked through the gate yet, then let us do so today. Let us do so right now. And let it be so.